Welcome to the Mom Circle Podcast, presented by Floyd Medical Center, a place for new moms, veteran moms, and moms-to-be to hear expert advice from experienced healthcare professionals. Here are your hosts, Dan Bevels and Jen Carroll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mom Circle Podcast. I'm Dan Bevels, and so glad to be talking to you again this week and bringing you another great episode with information that we hope will help you in your journey as you maybe are preparing to have a child or you are a new mom and a new dad. Uh, Whatever the case may be, we want to make sure that the information we provide is pertinent to where you are in your life. And as always, I want to welcome in our expert, Jen Carroll, who is a childbirth educator with the Floyd Medical Center. Jen, so good to talk to you again this week. Thank you, Dan. It's great to hear from you. Well, Jen, we've got another great episode coming up, but we want to remind folks first that if you have questions about the podcast, you can always send those to momscircleatfloyd.org, and uh, we may ask those questions on a a future episode of the podcast. And Jen, why don't we just jump right in? And I think this is a very important question for where we are uh, right now as we continue to kind of live life under this umbrella of a pandemic. You know, we're asked quite a bit, is it safe to take my baby, particularly a newborn baby, out into public uh, with the way things are right now. So is that something you can provide some advice about? Yeah, you know, Dan, you're right. This is a really normal question that many parents have, especially with the newborn. And so they need some solid guidelines about where do we take our baby and when is it safe? So, I just want you to know that the experts tell us that, you know, when newborn babies enter our world, their little immune systems are just getting used to being in this big world out there. So we want to always protect the newborn, even if we weren't in a pandemic. We want to give that newborn's immune system time to adjust to life outside the womb. So definitely during this time of pandemic where we have uh, risk factors involved, we're going to encourage all parents to give their babies a good eight weeks at home before they start taking their babies out into public areas. And even at eight weeks, we want to make sure that you don't expose your baby to large groups of people. And most parents recognize their baby's in a a carrier and they keep that carrier protected from other people coughing and being around their baby. But right now we're going to even do a more diligent job of protecting our baby when they're out in public space from other people. You think about it many um, times in big gatherings, they're telling us to wear a mask. Well, obviously we're not going to do that to a little baby, but you can keep your baby protected by a carrier with a cover on it or even just draping a swaddling cloth across the front of that carrier. Everything to just help protect the baby from all that we're dealing with in our world today. So, yeah, so the rule of thumb is about eight weeks to gently in your home and the baby's being introduced to the normal bacteria that and things in the home. And then when their immune system starts really 
working better and growing stronger, we can start to take them out in small groups. And your pediatrician is going to stand with us in this. I just want you to know this comes right from our pediatricians. So um, your pediatrician is going to stand with that. Again, you know, we're, we're going to keep that baby around. So there will be a time that this baby's running around and the immune system is great and they'll be all over the place. And But right now at the beginning, let's just give them the best start possible and protect them. It just makes sense. It certainly does. Great advice as always, Jen. And again, if you have a question like that, be sure to send us an email, momscircle at floyd.org, and we may tackle that one on an upcoming episode. But for now, Jen, we want to jump right in, and we've got a great guest, one of my favorite people to work with at Floyd, and I know one of yours also. So why don't you introduce our guest and jump right back into the topic? Yes, I am super excited to have um, Amy Forsythe with us today. She is a very important person, and really, I think Amy does a lot more than moms even know about because she kind of runs the whole thing, keeping everything rolling over there in our labor and delivery. Amy, tell us a little about yourself and your role at Floyd. Hello, and good morning. I'm so thankful that you guys asked me to join today. For anyone that does not know me, my name is Amy Forsyth. I am the clinical manager in labor and delivery at Floyd. I have been a nurse in L&D for almost 12 years, and I have been employed with Floyd for 16 years. Labor and delivery is my absolute love. It brings me great joy to serve our mothers and families in this community, and it is a true blessing to be able to be such a small part of everyone's birth story. Well, we do appreciate you, and moms, you know that great care that you get comes back to Amy's strong and efficient leadership and the being the leader of our team over in the labor and delivery unit. So, Amy, um, we have asked you to talk to us a little today about preeclampsia in pregnancy. Um, many moms have never heard of this, and would you explain what it means and tell us the signs of preeclampsia? Yes, preeclampsia is a condition that occurs during pregnancy. It usually occurs after the 20th week, so about halfway during your pregnancy. Um, that's when preeclampsia can rear its head. Prior to 20 weeks, usually we're dealing with something that's not preeclampsia. A lot of patients that have um, like a chronic hypertension where they, their blood pressure is elevated, non-related to pregnancy, that usually comes prior to that 20th week. But things that start happening after the 20th week of pregnancy is when we can start thinking about preeclampsia. It involves elevated blood pressure and can cause strain on the kidneys and or your liver. If it goes untreated, it can develop into things like eclampsia or HELP syndrome, both of which are and can be detrimental to the mother and baby's health. Um, preeclampsia is often referred to in, in a lot of literature as the silent killer um, because moms aren't always aware that their blood pressure is elevated. You know, if you've had elevated blood pressure before, you can sometimes sense, you know, I'm not really feeling so great. I bet my blood pressure is elevated, but 
pregnant patients that have never had preeclampsia or never had elevated blood pressure, they really don't know. And as you are aware, when we're pregnant, we we swell and we grow so beautifully and we feel hot. And so we don't necessarily know that those can be signs that your blood pressure is elevated. And so it's very, very, very important that you just stay in tune with your body. And um, the classic signs that you would look for are elevated blood pressure, swelling, excess weight gain in short periods of time, changes in your vision. If you notice like seeing spots before your eyes, any sort of visual disturbance is concerning. And um, severe headaches are also another sign. You know, I, thank you so much for for being so clear on those signs because I think so much is happening with a mom in pregnancy that it's hard to discern is this normal or is this something yeah. I need to be worried about? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, um, you know, today I'm seeing spots. Maybe that's normal. And I, I, I really appreciate you tying in visual disturbances because. I know that sometimes moms just think, oh, my eyes just got bad during pregnancy. <laughs> and right. they think they need new glasses, you know. Or my contacts need to be cleaned, yep. Exactly. Instead of thinking, huh, this is unusual. Maybe I need to talk to my provider because I'm seeing spots. Um, yeah, I find that that's one that moms really do miss is that uh, spots or blurred vision or anything like that. Um, now, when you talk about swelling, some moms get swelling in their feet during pregnancy. Um, would that count as a sign of preeclampsia or is, is, there, is there other, you know, parameters on the swelling? What do you think? Well, the way that I usually educate my patients are, you know, I, I say swelling is normal during pregnancy, especially during the heat. Like the heat, hot months, you're going to swell. Um, I mean, not pregnant people swell in the heat and if they've been up on their feet all day working or shopping for right. groceries or whatnot. But the way I describe it is, you know, if you're noticing that this swelling is persistent. It's there every single day. It's worsening. It doesn't improve when you get off your feet. You know, those are the things that are concerning. And the biggest takeaway is speak to your provider about it, talk to them, explain to them, show them, and, you know, paint a picture to your provider of what your swelling looks like day by day, and then they can help you um, make the decisions and further, you know, evaluate what needs to happen. Uh, because, again, like you said, and, and like I mentioned, we grow so beautifully during pregnancy and we swell, and, um, you know, it can be totally normal, but we just need to pay close attention to those things that don't go away or worsen, and we just want to make sure that we look close at those symptoms to make sure that they are truly just pregnancy, you know, things and not something else that we should worry more about. That is so helpful, Amy, and I really like what you said about the persistence about, you know, okay, maybe you had a little swelling yesterday and it's gone, but now it's something that keeps coming back or it stays, like that's, that's, puts things in a different space. Um, so if you notice these signs, what should she do? Like, what should a mom do? If she like, oh my goodness, look, I'm really swollen. What should she do? If you notice um, 
or feel that you are experiencing any symptom um, that I mentioned earlier or, you know, you feel like your blood pressure's up or you feel like you have spots before your eyes or you feel like you're swelling, if you notice any of the things, the biggest thing that you can do and the safest thing that you can do is contact your OB provider immediately. Usually when you call your provider and they forward you to the nurse um, at their practice, that nurse is going to ask you these questions and you're going to say, hey, I'm swelling today or hey, my blood pressure is elevated today. And she's usually going to follow that up with a couple questions. And based on the answers that you give, they're going to make the decision of whether it's something urgent, like do you need to go to the hospital immediately or do you need to come into the office at some point during the week? And so the biggest thing is to communicate with your OB provider. Communicate with them. Tell them what you're experiencing. Keep them in the know. Don't just wait till your next scheduled appointment. Take it upon yourself. Pick up the phone. Call them. Tell them what's happening. And then they'll decide whether it's an urgent matter or a matter that you can delay and just come as, at your normal scheduled time. That's so important for moms to feel empowered to call their provider. I know sometimes in my classes and working with moms, pregnant moms, they hesitate like they're troubling their provider by calling. And I just say to them, we would much rather you call than not call. And, Absolutely. you know, it, it'd be great that if you call and we say, no, actually, that's that's normal, that's fine, then you just sit at home and worry or not call because you're afraid you're going to trouble the provider or the staff, that's that's their job, and they want to serve you, and they want you to have a positive pregnancy and positive outcomes. So do, you know, call the provider. So I really appreciate you emphasizing that. Um, another thing that I just thought about is that, you know, you can always take a picture. Let's say if you're all swollen and you want to be able to tell your doctor what it looks like, you can take a picture and take it in with you. When you see your provider, you can show a picture. This is what my hand, these are what my hands look like last night, right. you know, so that they can actually right. see it um, and know kind of where, what you're talking about. So take a picture and have it on your phone to take in yeah. with you to hear your provider. So True. And then like, and also, yeah. oh, well, what I was going to say, I was just going to add that, you know, labor and delivery triage, a lot of people think, oh, triage, it's the hospital, it's, I need to, I need to like an, an official order or I need to be directed to go there. But labor and delivery triage is a space where patients can walk up and get evaluated. And it is, um, it, we, you know, we want patients to utilize triage in the event that they, you know, I wouldn't say quote unquote emergency, but if you have a concern that you can't get an answer for, and if you, it's a Saturday night and you are uncomfortable calling your provider or you can't get in touch with your provider, labor delivery triage is a great place to come. We have a labor and delivery nurse that staffs there. We have physicians that are on call 24-7. We can evaluate you. We can assess you, check your blood pressure, check your swelling, look at your, you know, do an assessment and talk to the doctor. And, you know, we we would be, we love to see our patients in triage and, you know, we are excited to be able to you know, take care of you and give you the peace of mind and you to be able to go back home and carry on and not have to worry. 
That is a wonderful safety net, Amy. That is just so helpful for moms to know, especially like, you know, it's it's Saturday, it's the weekend, you know, what what do I do? Knowing that there is a place that can take care of them that's always open and always available and they can get care straight away is a wonderful safety net that we offer mothers. And I, I so appreciate you bringing that up. So thank you. Thank you for emphasizing that. Um, let's say a mom has gone to her doctor and the doctor says, you know what, I think we need to send you over to the hospital because I think that your blood pressure is in an unsafe place. And, and so what happens if a mom is referred to the hospital with possible preeclampsia? What can she expect to happen when she gets there? Most often, patients um, that come over that are referred to the hospital from their provider have been in the office being seen at their normal routine appointment. Um, Occasionally, as I mentioned, it will be a patient that checked their blood pressure at home and just called into the nurse and said, hey, my blood pressure is elevated today. And the doctor may say, you know, send her on over to the hospital. But, you know, if you find yourself having to come here um, to be with possible preeclampsia or to be evaluated, typically, you know, they want to admit you as an observation status. And, you know, I will say it's probably 50-50 that some patients are here for a few hours to be worked up and then some have to be here for a day until we can make some decisions. And normally, the physicians perform very specific lab work. They monitor your blood pressure. And then based on the blood pressures and the lab results, they will discuss and, you know, establish a plan in in order to move forward. And once the physician has, you know, looked at your pressures and the labs made a decision, talked to you and everybody's on the same page, we can move forward. Um, I will say that in triage, you know, I have done multiple, multiple blood pressure workups and we get the labs, check the blood pressures. And at the end, the blood pressures are fairly stable and the labs look okay. And so, you know, a doctor may say, you know what, you can go home and keep your appointment for next week and I'll see you next week and we'll reevaluate. And then sometimes a patient may come in and they may have a little bit more borderline pressures that are a little higher and their labs may or may not be somewhat concerning. And the doctor may say, you know what, I just want to keep you here overnight. And I just want to do some further lab work, and I just want to keep a good eye on you for the next 24 hours. So you could possibly come and have to stay for a few hours in triage, or you may possibly have to stay for 24 hours. But I would say a good rule of thumb is that by the 24-hour mark, a decision has been made between you and your provider. That's great, because that gives moms an idea of, you know, like what to expect and what they might want to just grab from home if they're going in, you know, like if she knows she's going to be there for 24 hours, she may want to grab some things from home. Um, right. But then she may be released. So that that really is helpful. Is there anything a mom can do to avoid preeclampsia? 
you know, not really. There's there's not anything that you can do to avoid it. Um, but again, seeing your provider on a routine basis during your pregnancy will prevent preeclampsia from worsening before an intervention can take place thus preventing harm in you or your baby. Um, you know, if you have preeclampsia, it typically doesn't just, you know, rear its head on a Thursday and you're terribly sick by Friday. It, there is usually a trend and um, a trend of, you know, trending high blood pressure or trending swelling. You know, we Normally, there is a pattern, and so seeing your doctor routinely as they request of you is what is going to keep you and your baby the safest because they can intervene. If you're going to the doctor like you should and things are starting to go in the wrong direction, your doctor can intervene then rather than waiting because I, I will say, even though it you know doesn't happen in 24 hours, once you have gotten very sick, things do tend to worsen quickly. So um, early intervention is key, and the only way that can happen is if you see your provider uh, very frequently as they request. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So just knowing that those appointments with your provider where you're not thinking, you know, you're just thinking they're checking their baby, there is a bigger picture that your provider is watching as you progress through your pregnancy, and that's just so important. How common would you say, how common is preeclampsia, and is it easily treatable if you catch it straight away? Well, just some statistics for you. Um, according to the March of Dimes, preeclampsia affects 2 to 8% of pregnancies worldwide, um, and that's 2 to 8 out of 100. Um, in the United States, uh, it's the cause of 15% of premature births. So that kind of gives you an idea of how much um, and how uh, prevalent preeclampsia is and what it, I mean, like that is one of the key things that makes moms have to deliver early. And so, um, again, it's not something that you can prevent, but, you know, just proper care by your OB provider will ensure that you are being monitored appropriately and cared for. So do not skip any appointments. Okay, that's that's really great um, guidance there, Amy. Is there anything else that you would like to add regarding um, preeclampsia or anything like that that you'd like to tell our moms about today? Uh, well, uh, you know, this is, you know, my personal touch, but coming from a mom who experienced this condition with both of her pregnancies, um I delivered both with, um, delivered early with both and super early with the second. Um, I can't stress the importance of how, you know, go in to see your doctor. That is the most important thing and just staying in tune with your body. We know our bodies more than anyone else and we know when things just aren't quite right and we know when you're just not feeling right. And so, um, you know, if you or if you wake up and you you have any of these things and something's just not setting right with you or you just feel like, you know, I just feel off today. I just don't know why, but I'm just not feeling right. Go with your gut and call your doctor or go be seen in triage. 
because that can save you and that can save your baby and you can never be too safe and if we check you out and triage and say you are good to go then everybody has peace of mind you your doctor your family us as nurses we want to make sure that you feel safe and that you are safe and so um i can't stress enough just how you know being in tune with your body and you know having a great relationship with your ob provider thank you amy well i know that you have really helped um explain and taken some of the fear out of this whole topic of preeclampsia, just to understand that it's not something a mom has done wrong, it's not something they ate or they did or they didn't do, that this happens. It's a medical condition. And um, just giving really strong guidance for this is so helpful for our moms. So, Amy, I'm just so thankful to work with you and to be part of the team that serves moms at Floyd. And, and I'm so thankful that you're one of the, the leaders, the people that really keep us all on track and, and help us provide such excellent care for moms in our area. So thank you for being with us, taking time out of your busy schedule. We just appreciate you, Amy. Well, I appreciate you, Jen. You are very welcome. And I, um, it was, it was definitely a pleasure to speak with everyone. And I, especially with a condition that is so close to my heart, I, um, love to know that I've hopefully, um, I guess helped another mom in the fear of worrying about preeclampsia because it's definitely something that is near and dear to me. Thank you, Amy. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks very much, Amy. Jen, uh, just great information from Amy, and, and I have to echo what you said. She and her team do such a fantastic job of taking care of moms and expectant moms and new moms and kind of everywhere in between there at the Family Birth Center, uh, but just a, another great episode, and I, I guess it always just excites me to hear how much knowledge and experience we have there in the Family Birth Center. So thank you for that, Amy. And Jen? We just want to encourage everyone, if you have questions that you would like to have addressed on the show or topic ideas, if there's something that maybe you're going through that you think would be good for other folks to hear about, you can email us at momscircle@floyd.org. And Jen, do you want to talk just a second about the Mom Circle Facebook group and what's offered there for new moms and, uh, and expectant moms to take sure. part in? Sure, Dan. We have a very active Mom Circle at Floyd Facebook group. And one of the joys for me is to see how um, moms are supporting each other. It's not just coming from our Floyd team, but moms who've been through our program, who've delivered at Floyd, are part of this group. And they really step up and support one another with really good information and we have our lactation consultants are always available and part of that group. So when you have lactation questions, they're right there. And it has continued to grow and serve our moms well. So I encourage all of our moms to make sure and join the group. If you haven't delivered yet, go ahead and join now and ask your questions. The other moms will tell you the truth and give you good information. And then once your baby is born, it's a great place to just find community. We also meet up virtually with our moms at this time. And as soon as 
things are open again, we will start having our Moms Circle at Floyd meetings um, live. Right now, we're just protecting all our new babies and making sure that we support each other virtually, but we will go back to our live sessions. So join us, Moms Circle at Floyd on Facebook. Great place to meet and a great place to be supported with other mothers. Absolutely, and we can't encourage you enough also to download the My Floyd Baby app. You can find that on uh, the App Store of your choice, um, and uh, be sure to download that because there's great information about what we offer at Floyd along with many of the same tips and topics that we talk about here on the podcast as well. So that's the My Floyd Baby app, uh, and uh, download that, and always check us out at floyd.org for more information about how we will take care of you in our Family Birth Center. Jen, thanks so much. Always great to talk to you. I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thanks, Dan. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And uh, until we talk to you again on the Mom Circle Podcast, be safe and, uh, and have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Mom Circle Podcast. Be sure to join our Mom Circle Facebook group for more conversation between Floyd's experts and moms like you. And if you have any questions about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, email us at momcircle@floyd.org. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to download the My Floyd Baby app for a personalized health news feed for every member of your family. You can find the app at floyd.org baby or in your app store. Thanks for joining us.